0: What'd you think of the seek app what'd you think about the class of classification of all your plants that you have the seek app seek app it's an app called oh seek. it's cool yeah i mean, it's,
1: it's it's fun you
0: didn't know you had rosemary did you no i didn't
1: uh i haven't tried the app so i'm not quite sure what you're talking about it's except it just kind of catalogs it has a catalog and you scan shit and it tells you what it is right
0: yeah so like i was telling johnny i yesterday i downloaded this new app called seek s-e-e-k uh we're not being sponsored by them so this isn't like the advertising or anything it's just a really cool app because like it like it uses your phone's camera to scan plants and then it tells you exactly what if it can figure it out that is uh it will tell you exactly what kind of plant you have like information about the plant and then it basically saves the picture and kind of catalogs it. So you can, like, it's like a Pokédex, for those of you guys who know what that is, but for plants, for actual plants. And it just, like, it's has this addictive, like, it kind of makes you want to scan more plants to add mm-hmm. more to your, like, library or digital collection of, like, these plant plant pictures and, like, plant data. So I, I want to use it the next time you go hiking. That's kind of what made me want to download it was, like, not knowing what we were looking at sometimes when i was like those like uh the gooseberries and all that stuff i'm like what is that and so somebody uh over on facebook kind of recommended to me say oh get the sea gap and so i've been just like scanning every single plant just trying to like i don't know i guess scratch this innate lizard brain itch to hoard data or information so. yeah andrews would have been getting into this like uh
1: victory garden thing now that now that it's the apocalypse and shit uh <laughs> So he's been looking up what kind of plants can he eat while he's out there fucking hiking. Or
0: that's true. That's true. Like I'll see plants and I'm like, but can I eat it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty much the first question I ask when I see a plant: is Can I eat it? Can Can I put it in my belly? Yeah. Also,
1: not only can you also find us on on Twitter for the Dual Paper Podcast, but you can find Andrew on Farmers Only. <laughs> going forward, <laughs> that's
0: not true. I'm taking. I'm happily taken. I'm happily taken. Um, but <laughs> I, I didn't even know Johnny knew what Farmers Only was. I haven't seen those commercials
1: in a long time. <laughs> I've never seen one. It's just like a mean thing. I
0: oh, I only know it through the commercials where they have like, um, yeah, Farmers Only. There's like a Christian one too. They've done Christian mingle. I think so, right? Yeah. They've done all sorts of weird like connections. There's like a country one. No, I think Farmers Only is the same thing, but there's all these like web-based, uh, dating niche like uh, apps out there and stuff, or you know, memberships and stuff. Anyways, this isn't a food or gardening or even a dating podcast. I don't even know what a dating podcast would look like, actually. But ladies and gentlemen, this is the Duo Sense podcast where we talk about video game news and video game stuff and what we're playing every single week. Um, maybe not always on the same day, but I'm trying to be every single week. I am your host, as always, Andrew Roscoe, joined by the Badger of the High Desert. The self-proclaimed lost cause. He's always down for the cause, never down for the count. The unnecessary one. Johnny. Hey. How you doing, Johnny?
1: I'm good, I'm alright.
0: You been working on any projects? or? Got no, any... no,
1: no giant projects. No right
0: more now. wood scribing, no more uh, kit bashing, no drawing, no. None of that right now. Mostly just Wood's, too, wood's too expensive, maintaining right? Maintaining stuff like that. Huh? Wood's too expensive right now for that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck. Are we talking about materials like Home Depot? I'm just talking about just crafting materials in general. Oh, though. crafting
1: hobbies uh, have always been kind of expensive. To be you remember in, when we so used to
0: go around and just like pick up like abandoned furniture on street corners and stuff. Oh, huh. We'll be right back. All right, you probably can't tell, but we're back from that uh, minor interruption. Johnny, we have six stories. That's a that's a big one. Six stories this week. Let's let's waste no further time, shall we? First story comes from BeyondGames.biz. It says Rockstar Games is cleaning up its act. Written by Jack Brassel. Jack Brassel. That's a cool name. Jack Brassel. That sounds like an actor's like stage name. Jack Brassel. Starring Jack Brassel. All right. It has come to light that Rockstar Games was working on a new game mode for Grand Theft Auto Online in 2020. However, after the tragic death of George Floyd at the hands of a police officer, the game design company shelved the controversial game mode indefinitely. The canceled game mode, Cops and Crooks, involves separating players into teams of police officers and criminals. While Grand Theft Auto has never shied away from violence, the game mode would have been inappropriate in the wake of protests against police violence. Since GTA 5 gets a retouch, Rockstar has also made GTA 5 more politically correct by removing transphobic comments from the title. Additionally, the game giant has dramatically diminished its gender pay gap. Now, these internal company changes are being reflected in the design for GTA 6, with the upcoming title rumored to be the first in the franchise to feature a female protagonist. Also, in a switch from earlier GTA games, insiders reporting that to 6 will avoid making fun of marginalized groups. That's interesting. These changes are surprising. Coming from a company known for a game series where female characters primarily exist to be objectified and violence against innocent parties is rampant. Uh, let's see, it says Rockstar Games Sorry, uh, was also a famous longtime perpetrator of requiring employees to work excessive amounts of overtime to complete titles on time. However, the game developer is attempting to offer a more compassionate work environment, leading to a higher level of morale among employees. Other changes include removing abusive and difficult managers, offering employees better mental health benefits, a new flex-time policy... Unless, over time, as the games industry as a whole makes moves to, quote, clean up its act. While these changes are improving Rockstar Games' work environment, it is also leading to the delay in GTA 6 development. Several Rockstar employees have said they don't expect the game to be released for at least two years. As the first details begin to break cover, GTA 6 was said to have the largest game world in GTA history, including large areas of North and South America. However, Rockstar has, re- has reeled in its plans choosing to make the game map center around a fictional city inspired by Miami. Additionally, the company is planning to add new missions and other content over time. It's a very... Very short and very... uh Kind of all over the place article. I think I'm going to have to like be a lot more... uh, Not judicious. What's the word I'm looking for, Johnny? A little more... Um, What's the word looking for when you're trying to be, like, more picky or judgy with your... More uh, discriminant with my uh, articles that I use for, for like, stories, covered for stories yeah, and stuff. All the articles are going like this. Yeah, but this one's worded weird. Like, there's, like, a flow to it that doesn't... It kind of just feels like it's, like, kind of unfocused. But anyways, Johnny, what do you think about this? What do you think about Rockstar supposedly cleaning up its act over, like, crunch culture, but also, like finally giving players like a female protagonist like what are your overall general thoughts like just my general thoughts i'm not really sure like I'm, I'm cool with half of it but then
1: like all the shit that i i see them talk about i really have to start thinking like okay so what is grand theft auto right like why did we love grand theft auto was it because it like pushed the limits of what people were okay with you know mm-hmm. like the language the misogyny uh was it the action what what the fuck was it exactly um i well, how do you feel about it dude i'm a little bit i i don't
0: know if it's if it's a game that i really want to play i mean it's it's of auto I, of course i want to play it um i just I don't know. I do think it's going to be odd because you said traditionally, like, they've never been afraid of, like, punching down. I guess you can call it that, I right? I think that's stupid, too. What? Well, what do you think about punching down? Mm, I, I – f- this is tricky because I feel like art ultimately should be, like, able to go there and there being whatever, Agreed. basically, right? It should be able – there shouldn't be boundaries and stuff or – uh I never believed in, like, especially with a comedy, like, where everything's, like, fair game, right? I believe that's yes, how comedy exactly works. Yes, exactly how I
1: feel. I also don't like this idea of punching down because it's it's a douchebag thing to say because they're saying, like, we're better than you. We're going to tell you what the limitations are. We don't want to hurt you. It's, it's just saying that. Oh, the term. The term, yeah. Oh, okay. It's just saying, like, we know better. We know what's best for you. Like, we don't want to hurt you. All that bullshit, you know? So the the idea of punching I, down is stupid. I just want everybody fucking gets it. Like everybody gets the axe is what I mean.
0: I think yeah. I think well, they, everybody. Should I think get that the axe. phrase is kind of like it's like framing it as like the underdog in a way, right? You're kind of like making whatever it is being punched down is like the underdog, the under the downtrodden, the uh, the easy way out, right? The easy uh, punching bag kind of thing, right? So I think that's why they that phrase is usually used. I use it in the sense where like. In the past, it's always been made to, like, GTA games have always, like, been, like, very uh, vulgar, but also, like, they made fun of, like, uh, trans people and, like, cross-dressing people. And, like, all that stuff was, like, really funny, like, when I was a teenager, like, to me it was really funny. Now, like, as I know more people like that, it's kind of, it's a little less funny. But nah. they've always kinda gone after just I think they've been pretty fair though. I think they've always gone after bo- like every side. Like yeah, they've made fun of like liberals as being like, you know, like very loose like loose wrist kind of like but they've also made fun of like conservatives being like stupid and like overly like like uh just um not fascist, overly uh authoritative and stuff like that. Yeah, as long as it's balanced, I'm totally okay with it. And like like
1: trans jokes honestly are still fucking funny to me. If somebody makes a joke and it's a joke about fucking mexicans if it's fucking funny i'm gonna laugh like even if it's a at my cost you know
0: yeah so i don't know this just feels like censorship to me but is the censorship of itself done? like of itself you're doing it to your own company like is that still censorship if it's like you're thinking like this isn't the direction we want our humor to go or you know like is it censorship is it it's not it's not being imposed like on the from the outside at least not directly you know i guess but was it it's just kind of like changing with the times i guess you could say maybe
1: i don't know how to <laughs> johnny's phrase like, what i'm trying to say johnny's
0: like making faces like mm.
1: no i'm not upset with what you're saying i just don't i just disagree with with saying like this is okay that's okay
0: as long as there's a balance to it i'm, I'm fine with it so back to the uh the female character from my not in this article I mentioned I've seen it mention in other articles it's supposed to be like there's supposed to be a female and male character and it's supposed to be kinda of like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of like situation. I do like this concept. That sounds cool. That yeah. sounds interesting. I I've kinda I've been wanting after like how GTA five played out, after GTA four where we have like Nico Bellic, who has like you know the immigrant European immigrant and then GTA five where we have the three different characters of like the kind of just like the heist and stuff i've been wanting i was hoping the next gta would go back to like the san andreas style with like gangs and stuff like the la kind of experience i think that's a little overdone though and i've also wanted to go back to like the gta 3 vice city where it's more mafioso like in style with more like you know clicks and you know like a mob kind of uh like storyline and it seems interesting like i would have not thought of this angle of going for like a Bonnie and Clyde angle, but like that, it, the implications mm-hmm. of what that could be, like you're like on the run or like you're maybe making a name for yourself. Like that does sound exciting. So because some people say, Oh, who asked for like, they'll say about certain things like, Oh, no one, nobody asked for this. But I think that's like very kind of um, counterproductive because sometimes, sometimes you're introduced to things you didn't even know you wanted. And mm-hmm. so like this Bonnie and Clyde angle <laughs> sounds cool to me. I imagine we'll probably be playing as a boy, as a male and female and kind of like alternating Maybe they'll do like GTA Five, where like you're on the same mission, and then like it'll have you like switch between the players doing different things at the during the same mission or something like that. Uh, Of course, I expect it to be tragic because we all know how Bonnie and Clyde end. (laughs) So I'm wondering if they're gonna have like a dramatic like, you know, choose one to save or like do they both die at the end? Because when you hear Bonnie and Clyde, like we always romanticize as like, oh, that guy, you know, you're you with your girl or you with your guy. Cross-country road trip, committing crimes, but we know how that tale tragically ends with them both, you know, getting gunned down and stuff. So, I'm curious, Johnny. Like, what do you want to? See? What would you want to see in a GTA Six? Like, hypothetically, for story? Yeah,
1: I'm not okay. So this, I keep coming back to like, what? What the hell is Grand Theft Auto? Right? It's it's satire. All, it's mostly satire. Okay, satire. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but we aren't gonna have those because I've heard, I've heard of the other people talking about. Like the jokes. The jokes weren't necessarily the reason why we went to Grand Theft Auto, and I never had like great fucking jokes, right? So it's not why we go to it. The action, there's got to be a giant fucking upgrade to the action. Because from like the five, from five all the way down, they're kind of the same as far as the action goes, right? the gameplay is very kind of like you can obviously see it progress but the gameplay has never been like the main focus it's never
0: been very dynamic right yeah it's it's very
1: like stiff stiff and stilted yeah so the gameplay has to be either like very realistic and not as cartoonish or it's got to have some like amazing combat like i don't know like on par with the last of Us kind of combat
0: i've always I, i think five actually is like has come a long way compared to like the previous GTAs. No, for like, sure. there's it's a lot play. of stuff. It's just that the gunplay itself, the third person gunplay has always felt like awkward, mm-hmm. I think. The over the shoulder. There's nothing wrong with third person uh, shooting. Like, it works well for like Gears and like other games, but like, it's always felt very like just unpolished. Like, when you run around
1: and you just turn in an w- awkward circle.
0: Yeah. You'll like run around a corner and try to take aim, and then your character will just like position themselves awkwardly. Yeah. And it's just like. I don't know. It, j- it just feels very un unpo- Like, as if that's like the last thing that they paid attention to when it's, they're making the game. It's got to have a good
1: cover system. Also, it's got to have a dope ass story. But of course, like, open world games feel like they're diluted in that way because they got to cover so many different stories. True. And,
0: but I don't think GTA stories have ever been. There's not like a specific one where I'm like, oh, this one's like the weak one. They've always been pretty solid, I think. Overall, I don't think they've been terrible. I think they've gotten more complicated as they've gone along, but, like, even, like, GTA 3, which is, like, a very simple just revenge story, like, I think that story is pretty decent compared... Considering Claude, your character doesn't even speak. Okay. You know? But, yeah, I mean, I I do feel the the gunplay in general needs to be better. The driving mechanics have always been pretty good. I don't think there's any... I don't have any qualms or any issues with the driving. driving's solid. It's pretty solid. solid, yeah. I just, uh... I guess I just want to see more dynamic storylines, more quest lines. I want to see more funnier radio stations and I guess I think I think they're pretty good with like their side characters. So with mm-hmm. I think GTA 5 has like the least interesting side characters. There's not that many, but like San Andreas, Vice City, you get all these like big personalities and San Andreas was a lot of copycat of real
1: life though. So I think it was easy to write in the stories because you're just copying somebody that already exists.
0: In what way? Like um like samuel jackson for Tenpenny, or what do you mean i don't recall that but that's Tenpenny's like the main bad guy remember like
1: a easy oh with Ryder, Ryder, yeah, yeah. he's kind of he's basically it's the... like that's just the fucking easy yeah yeah, yeah.
0: The grand theft auto and that big smoke is kind of yeah. like biggie
1: yeah uh... so it's easier to write those characters true 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 Ni- get... nico hardly even had a fucking
0: story to tell it was just like okay he's an immigrant and he's trying to make his way through. Well, he wanted revenge against a specific person who like sold him out during like the war or something. I haven't played Four in like over a decade, so I I'm kind of I don't remember the details that well. Yeah. I just remember it was just a uh the story was
1: just all right. And then Vice City, the story it was more of like the world speaking for itself. Like there wasn't necessarily See, that's another one too. Vice City is basically just Scarface. Exactly. It's yeah. Scarface and then the world speaks for itself like you know Scarface so you know what this world is already trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean like those story, and here we fucking go again uh, with Bonnie and Clyde right? Yeah. Like another fucking copycat which is, is fine. But it's different because but... it's
0: not like a bu- copycat that we've seen of uh, Like it's not like a, a huge trope so far. You know what I mean? It's not like something that's
1: been overdone or beat, you know. That's fair but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is like they're already copying things that that exists, like, stories that exist. So if they're going to do that, I want a lot more fucking dialogue going into it, right?
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, I I think GTA, for the most part, has always had trouble balancing, like, satire and an actual, like, a dramatic, like, story for, like, that's, like, meaningful, I guess
1: you'd say, so. So Um, you're saying they really can't do a grounded story while the... Well, the game is actually kind of quirky.
0: Yeah, for the most part, it's hard. Like, I, I know Red Dead Redemption, like, well, not the second one. I haven't played the second one. But the first Red Dead Redemption was a very dramatic, very somber story. And mm-hmm. the humor was downplayed, like, a lot. There was humor, but it wasn't, like, center stage like this was GTA. It was just more dramatic and more of, like, a somber Western story. So, for GTA, I think they kind of need to nail they need to nail that balance between humor and like telling a story that makes us like actually care about the characters and mm-hmm. hopefully they, hopefully they're able to do that. But, uh, uh, well, back to the main topic. Cause we kind of went off topic a bit. Uh, I'm glad they're having a better work culture there. That they're getting more serious about, you know, doing right by their employees. Uh, we're kind of seeing that all over the world going on right now with a lot of employees kind of just taking back some of that, uh, power back from the employers and, uh, hopefully that continues hopefully we see more of that of people buying in into what they're working for and uh, feeling like they actually have a stake in the things that go on in their companies so um, I think overall that's a good thing that's a good thing Um, overall I like what they're talking about yeah uh, uh, everything that the story is saying overall I I agree with it alright Johnny let's move on to our next story this one comes from Eurogamer written by do I know the name Victoria Kennedy alright says Crystal, du- Crystal Dynamics issues take down notice following Tomb Raider leak. Over the weekend, a leak with potential details of the next Tomb Raider game made its way around the internet. These details came from an audition script for a role in the game and told of Lara Croft leading a team of younger Tomb Raiders as she deals with the isolation of success. Now, Tomb Raider developer Crystal Dynamics has issued a DMCA takedown notice to the Sacred Symbols Patreon, which leaked the audition script in question, and in doing so, pretty much verified the details as accurate. Sacred Symbols has since released a video about this takedown saying the company had, quote, forced our hand, end quote, on the matter. In this video, host Colin Moriarty stated, quote, They DMCA'd Patreon to have them ask us to take down the offending audio of us talking about the new Tomb Raider game. I was acting on the notion that this is fair use. This is general interest. This is of huge general interest, end quote. Mario added, quote, I didn't break into Crystal Dynamics to steal it, end quote, so that's good to know. In April, it was announced that the next installment in the Tomb Raider series was, begin- was being made in Unreal Engine 5. This will be the first outing for Lara since Crystal Dynamics was bought by Embracer as part of a huge deal with Square Enix. Since then... Days Gone director Jeff Ross has joined the studio, although it has not been confirmed he is working specifically on that game. In addition to Ross, former Call of Duty developer Belinda Garcia has confirmed she is working on, quote, the future of Tomb Raider, end quote, as a narrative designer. Meanwhile, the Tomb Raider film franchise has taken a bit of a stumble. Following its buyout by Amazon, MGM has lost the rights to make Tomb Raider movies. No. This has resulted in a bidding war for the rights, with former Lara Croft actress Alicia Vikander no longer attached to the project. All right, Johnny, so there's two different stories here. They're both related to t- Tomb Raider. Uh, I'm just going to say, I say? The, Tomb Raider, the last Tomb Raider movie that came out, I thought was great. I loved it. It's basically the same... It's an adaptation of the of the Tomb Raider reboot where she's, like, on that Japanese island. Mm-hmm. It's basically, like, that story. I, I think... uh Vika- I hope I'm saying her name right. Vikander. At least you have Vikander. Vikander? Vikander? I thought she was great as Lara Croft. I think that whole movie overall was great because it took... It basically just added to the bones of what was already a good Tomb Raider reboot. I've, I've got to see that. What do you think it underperformed? I... Th- I, was it marketing? I think it, was, it wasn't Was really marketed that much. I knew about it because of my proximity to video games, but uh, like, I don't remember. I don't think anybody I know who has seen it. I'm, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. I don't think anybody who has seen it is outside of like the knowledgeable video game like circle. You know what I'm saying? Like, people who have seen it are because they know Lara Croft. Now, I, I don't think it has like wide audience mass appeal. And I think that's probably why it didn't do so well. Like, its marketing wasn't. it needed to be people weren't really talking about it but also like when things are decent or like good like people only talk about bad things or really really great things Mm -hmm. i mean mean, most yelp reviews you'll see are negative because people write but they're passionate when they're negative they want to put you know they want to complain but when something's like really really good or no when something's not amazing but just good people kind of just don't you know there's not much word of mouth it's just like oh it's good and that's it that's the end of the conversation right I, s- I saw the movie, I loved it, but, like, I didn't go on a campaign to, like, you know, I didn't go on a pilgrimage and, like, proclaim, spread the word that, like, you gotta see this movie. It wasn't like that. But it was very decent. It was very good. I enjoyed it, but not enough to be like, you need to watch this. You need to watch this. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of bummed that we're not going to get that uh, sequel because, like, the way the movie ends, like, it implies there's a sequel. Like, she found fi- at the end, like, when he swears, she finally gets, like, her twin, um... I forgot if they're SIGs. I forgot what they are, but it's her signature, like, handguns. Oh, they're it's USPs. I think they're USPs.
1: Ebony and Ivory. I think I that's one of her. I don't
0: remember. No, no. You're confusing that with Devil May Cry. Oh, well, there's a Desert Eagles. No, she doesn't have Desert Eagles. They're I think they're, like, USPs or, or HK-45. I forget what they are exactly, but they're these dope, big-ass, like, pistols. That, yeah. Her signature pistols, basically. Yeah, it's definitely not fucking Ebony and Ivory. No, yeah, I you're think thinking of Devil May Cry, I think. Yeah. But anyways, like... like they did that movie great. Like, everything was done the way it should have been. It, she played a, a really good Lara Croft. I think, honestly, better than Ange- Angelina Jolie, honestly. Angelina Jolie's Lara Croft is just kind of there, I think. Or is this one's much more, like, a, an accurate adaptation of the character. Yeah, Angelina's drifted from the main story. Like, fucking robot, right? I For a training? Yeah, I vaguely remember. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely oh, remember sorry. that. Uh, Johnny, what do you think about the... Uh, I feel like when they do the thing, when they do the DMCA or, like, the like to strike them down, it's just, like, you just kind of further confirm, like, yeah, this is legit. Mm-hmm. Like, if probably, if you had just not done anything, then we would have just been, like, whatever about it. But it's, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you respond to something, it's, like, we're there's smoke, there's fire. You know what I'm saying? So, John, what are your overall thoughts about uh, well, it was either kind of- either the movie or lack of a movie or the new direction of the game? Or- well, it was canceled, so what does it matter that there was a DMCA? I'm sorry, it was canceled, so it doesn't
1: matter. There was a there was a DMCA. It was canceled. The film they're not going to do it. No, with... no, no. The
0: DMCA was about the script that leaked about with calling red. So is the film still going forward? I thought they were going to. No, check no, the... no, no. There's a bidding war for the rights now since they expired. There's yeah. a bidding war now to get the rights of. The oh, movie. so there was no green light on a sequel for, for the one that you saw. There was there was like they did pre production. No, I don't know I'm not they did pre production, but like. There were plans to do it again but that that time that window of time like got too big where like they just lost it cuz they didn't do anything. Uh, I think part of it had to do with the pandemic cuz there was plans to do something. Now, I'm asking you, the DMCA is about the leak script that mm-hmm. secret symbols read about uh like like this is what the role is for and then like the information about like her being in a mentor role and not being a lone tomb raider and like that stuff is separate from the movie rights. Yeah, I was thinking that I was thinking that that script was actually connected to the project that no. was all right. So the script that,
1: is for the game, so that script is, might still actually be used.
0: Most likely, more, well, if they t- ask for like for it to be taken down through Patreon or whatever, like yeah. it sounds like it's legit mm-hmm. for the new game that Embracer is doing now with it. So, what was your question? <laughs> uh, asked you? you what's that's how I feel about i asked how you would you think about the uh takedown notice for like you know like because by going after like secret symbols and being like like take that down it's like say you're confirming it's a legit thing
1: yeah sort of the same thing that happened with a silent hill Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they uh they also put a dmca right yes i mean uh, i i don't feel a whole lot for it it's just like oh fuck the, the fucking script is out there and we might have an idea of what the project is like and that's kind of it.
0: Do you okay, so would you want to see Laura Croft like do you want do you want to lead a whole group of Tomb Raiders? Do you want her to lead that? Or do you want her to be like solo adventurers? still? no. You don't like the idea of her being like in a mentor like capacity? No. Nah. Really? I, I mean, think it could be nah, interesting. For me, you know how I am about Canon. And Canon for me, she's always kind of been solo. She's well, her... they own the they own the franchise, so they can do canon is whatever they say now it's like it's like Thanos with the reality still reality is whatever I want it to be now they own the rights to the Tomb Raider games so they can make the games however they want yeah, Wow. so like, I mean you could say I don't like the idea but don't I say think... don't say oh because it goes against canon because canon is I think for me in just in my head
1: for it to be concrete it has to be canon in the game first It is, Johnny I... it is they own the rights to the games no I know but we're talking about the the script now, the film. No, the okay, the script is for I'm the game.
0: Yes, the script, the leaked script, mm-hmm. everything that has to do with it is for the game, the game script. Okay, not nothing to do with the movie. The movie was a separate thing. It's scrapped. It's not happening. There's studios now who want the rights to the movies to the to the IP of Tomb Raider for the movies. But the script that leaked is about the game, the next game coming up. In the next game, she's supposedly you. a mentor now. So as I'm saying, like the canon is whatever they say it is because they're making the game. So let me reiterate. No, I got you. I got you. Okay. What uh, do you think about Laura Croft in the games now, transitioning to a more senior, successful, kind of lonely at the top kind of person who's now like, all right, I got to bring up the next generation of Tomb Raiders, I guess. It just doesn't feel like her story arc is at that point yet.
1: I feel like they yeah. just had the the immature Lara Croft, and they kind of did like she's more competent in the second one, and then fully she, competent in the third one. Yeah, she's uh, pretty competent in the third one, but she's not the Lara Croft that I remember on the PS one and the sunglasses. Yeah, and that fucking like hardcore badass, dual wielding, like nothing can stop me type of shit. That wasn't like the the last uh, Tomb Raider games that we got. We're kind of skipping that. I feel like we're sleeping. We're skipping at least one game.
0: Probably two. I would say, yeah, at least at one game, at least one like full on like early thirties, late twenties, like Lara Croft in her like prime, right? Like yeah, because if she's doing like double like jumping over dinosaurs with guns and like that whole like yeah, so it's gonna be and going straight maybe like 28,
1: 35 If we're doing mentorship, we're kind of like talking forties now. You know, she's
0: like in that like that Hawkeye uh, kind of stage or whatever. Like okay, like who's gonna take up the the tomb raider mantle now kind of thing uh-huh. i think you're right i think we are skipping a step i also think because like we skipped i mean it's not the same people anymore making these games right like like imagine the last tomb raider shadow of the tomb raider that was like under like the original uh back when it was still under square enix right and square enix sold off uh crystal dynamics and like idos and like, some of the other like western studio stuff and like like, here, like, okay, now that we have Tomb Raider, like, this is what we're going to do.
1: Yeah, why do they want to go to the end? I, I'd assume they just would go for the full reboot instead of trying
0: to... I think it's figure. too soon for a reboot. Right? I think that's why. I feel like it's still... I, the timing is just shady. Because the reboot we got was, what, 2013? Mm-hmm. Right? The first one? The first Tomb Raider? Or was it 2012? Well, 2013, right? I oh, think 13. It's almost a decade, actually. You're right. I don't know that's weird I guess not doing a rewing is going to like older Laura. Yeah, it's know. like you
1: either go to young Laura or you go to to the older one but prime I guess you call her. So Yeah, you go to prime Laura because this is like after prime Laura the way they describe Yeah, she's already
0: they describe her as like she's like Uh, here it goes Uh, the details came from an audition script for a role in the game and told of Lara Croft leading a team of younger two members as she deals with the isolation of success kind of like I've I've been there I've done that like I'm risking my laurels, pun intended, Laura, Laurel. Okay. Okay. Anyways. So she's kind of just like, okay, it's like the mentorship when you see on ads, like, Hey, this is how I made this much money in a year. Like now I can t- do a seminar <laughs> teaching you how you can also be successful. Like this is like her mentorship like days. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think it's weird skipping that far ahead, but also I think it's funny how, I think it's funny how they came after secret symbols and they just kind of just made it more official that like the leak is legit. You know what I mean? so anyways uh so yeah there's a new tomb reader game in development probably won't see it for a couple of years but it's out there it's in progress and i guess we'll just look forward to hearing more about it when more stuff uh arises all right giant let's move on to our third story sir this one's going to be more uh this is going to be a very light johnny story because it's about pokemon and so it's gonna be more of a me article. Uh, this one uh, from Geek News Now, written by my friend uh, Nathaniel Cruz. He uh, wrote up. We we had the Pokemon presents presentation yesterday morning, and then he wrote this like I think like later in the afternoon. So, uh, anyways, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet receives an August update. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet finally received amazing news during August. Pokemon presents. Not only did we receive info on in the now named Paldea region but also new Pokemon that'll welcome us and the many people to guide us along the way. With tons of information to cover regarding the upcoming Gen 9 games, join us as we go over everything the new open-world RPGs have in store for us. Since Generation 9 introduced us to the new Pokemon region Paldea, Professors Seda and Turo, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet respectively, will be greeting you as you embark on your new adventure. Accompanying you are one of three starters, Sprigatito, Quaxly, and Fuecoco, during your journey, you'll be assisted by seasoned trainer Nemona. She'll teach you how to battle in Paldea, though her Pokeball throws might need a little work. The Paldea region, which is basically modeled after like Spain, itself is officially Game Freak's first open-world Pokemon game. This means that players can go wherever they want with few restrictions and challenge the 8 gym leaders in any order they choose. A fantastic mechanic and a very welcome addition to the Pocket Monsters franchise. Says in Pokémon Scarlet and Violet, you will be attending your respective academies. These academies will reside in the building city, bustle, bustling city of Mesagoza. While Scarlet places you at Naganak Academy, Violet will send you to Uva Academy. As you can tell, like these are very like Spanish terms. In addition to these schools, you'll also be introduced to your new classmates, Arvin, and upperclassman, and Penny, your your fellow classmate, will be there to sh- will be there to chat with you. Arvin isn't great at Pokemon battles, and Penny is quite shy. However, they're very great to get along with, and will do their best to help you in any way. The school is open to all ages eager to learn about Pokemon, so your classmates will range from various ages. Secondly, your school is under the ruling of the strict director, Clavel. Depending on the version you play, he will be wearing a uniform in unison to that game. Uh, Finally, we were introduced to an academy teacher, Professor Jacques. Jacques teaches Pokemon biology and helps develop the Pokedex app on the Rotom phone. Here, this device will help you receive information about Paldea's Pokemon and their natural habitats. And he kind of talks about a couple of the Pokemon that are shown. Um, it says, multiplayer gameplay will be available at some point during your tri- travels. What was surprising, though, is that players can also be able to not only interact with one another, but also be able to catch other games' Pokemon, Scarlet or Violet or vice versa. By connecting via the Union Circle, players from all over can connect and have fun traversing the Paldea region together. However, in order to do so, you must have a paid Nintendo Online membership. Additionally, connecting to other players can grant you access to both Link Trades and Surprise Trades. Uh, and then it just talks about how the game comes out in uh, November. Where was it right here? Oh my god, I just lost it right now. November 18th, there you go. We're eighteenth later this year. I skip some of the stuff because some of the stuff isn't like it's just not important. It just talks about like types and like stuff like that. But, anyways, I'm very excited. I'm a huge Pokemon fan. I've kind of fallen off in recent years. Like I haven't been that engaged with Pokemon as like as a franchise just because I feel like every game introduced like gimmicks that I don't really care for. Like this time the gimmicks are like hats that your Pokemon can wear that change like their types. Or they don't change their types, they add an extra type. So, like, a Pokemon can put on, like, this, like, water hat, and now, like, they have a water typing attached to them. Like, it's... I don't know. I don't think it's that interesting. They always do this thing where every Pokemon ser- generation, they add a new gimmick while getting rid of the last gimmick. And they, they just... I feel like they just haven't been good in a while. Uh, and also, as they add more Pokemon, because they're now going to be, like, over a 1,000 Pokemon, they've done the thing where they've, like reduced how many are actually available in the game up until like gen seven you could catch all of like the 700 pokemon and they're like now they're like oh it's too hard to model that many pokemon so we're just gonna choose like some of them And it's like oh man like so since the last game and now this game probably like they've stopped adding or integrating every single pokemon and now it's just like a handful of them and it's just they need to have a house of M, right like,
1: Marvel? Kind yeah, of thing. you know House of M, right? Like, no more Pokemon, or what? Something like that, yeah.
0: <laughs> or to get rid of them, or what do you mean?
1: They gotta get rid of a couple, or combine them. Oh, like, like a story reason for uh, game? Yeah, they gotta, like, some disappear maybe, and then they get them back, but they have to combine, and then just drop the amount to, like, 200. <laughs> like,
0: they just canonically wiped out, like, genocide? So, yeah, I guess, yeah that would be insane um johnny i know you're not you probably don't really care about pokemon so and you don't even have a switch
1: so it's not even like a thing i for cared about okay like i dm'd you and i said like hey this kind of looked like it would have been it but it's just not it right when i when i sent you the trailer for it right uh and i told you like fuck i wish they had you said it was a gimmick and i told you like i wish they had like a RTS. pokemon rts or something that i can get. That does
0: not you know. sound fun,
1: Okay, not a rts, but i also said builder. Like what if what if there was a pokemon park and it was isometric building like roller coaster tycoon, sort of like that. You create your fucking park and then online people come and they check out your park. They could get on some like pokemon rides or whatever. And then you have your arena section where you could battle different pokemon. And then you can go out into like the forest or whatever, and then capture more Pokemon for your park, and then you can see that Pokemon like fuck around in the park.
0: That sounds like the uh, that sounds like the Jurassic World Evolution game I played. Exactly
1: what I was thinking, except you have your park, and then you have your se- separate like open
0: world area where you have to go get that. I'm not against the idea. I don't think it, I think it's actually a good idea, but I would not want that mixed with a mainline Pokemon game because that sounds like too much going on. What do you mean? It just, it's just, that's just too much, like, too many, too much going on. It sounds like a very unfocused game. Nah. I would want that as a separate spin off or something, because that would be cool. Like, if you manage your own, like, Pokemon, like, Poke-logical park or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, freaking Dra- like Jurassic Park, but it's just Pokemon and, like, like, oh no, Charizard broke free <laughs> from his enclosure. and <laughs> He's, like, burning people or something. <laughs> like you Yeah, know? you gotta go battle him and put him back in his... <laughs> I like that. So like park rangers, this you go biome. in, you go in there, you have to like subdue him with your own Pokemon kind of thing. Like, all right, Charizard, back in the How ca- does it not
1: sound great? Like you got your park and then in the, in the multiplayer section, you have all these different biomes where you so, and your friends can go um, get, catch Pokemon it's like, oh, like, oh, as man. a
0: team. It's like, oh no, like Alakazam's hypnotizing the guest again. <laughs> uh, see, that sounds great. Uh, it's like, oh no, I can't, that's, like-
1: that's where you make most of your money. How... Well, Alakazam is just like... <laughs> like give, give me you your, your wallets. wallets
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. He just like wipes her mind. Like, I forgot you paid. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That, now I want that. That's, that would be a great like pitch. Like Pokemon combined with Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. And it's just like... I can imagine it's like like oh yeah we have solar energy we also have a couple of Pikachu's out back on the treadmills like just you know storing up our batteries yeah <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like they're just on a treadmill with electricity and stuff and like, like the whole park is just like managed like co managed by Pokemon who are like more tame I guess or something
1: like I guess because if it because if it becomes like a resource management you can decide like I need more energy. Put the fucking electric over here. Put the
0: electric Pokemon to work. <laughs> uh, that's a little too much, but you get the idea. That would be an interesting premise. I would, I would love that. I just would not want that as like also, also are you know doing the gyms and like the Pokemon League and like that's no, it's it's just the aside. Pokemon League
1: and the gym. Uh, okay, let's let's continue. <laughs> I love this fucking game already. But
0: go it ahead. the ga- this hypothetical game that doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, All right, <laughs> Johnny. Let's go on to Games Radar, Johnny. How about that? I'm gonna um, think about this shit all day. It's gonna it's just, you're just gonna keep like adding to it like on your yeah, off yeah. time. Uh, written by Hiran's Crier. Star Wars: Knights of the Republic remake delayed indefinitely. Report says no. Johnny, Wait, what, is, what is this? Star Wars: Knights of the Republic. The remake is being oh, delayed. Sorry. Star Wars: Night. Then ni- yeah, yeah. Sorry. So the Star Wars: Knights of the Republic remake is reportedly in serious trouble and has been delayed indefinitely. That's according to a new report from Bloomberg, speaking to people familiar with the ongoing development of the remake at Aspire Media. Throughout July, according to the report, studio heads have been meeting with employees to inform them that the Knights of the Old Republic remake is effectively on hold. This is reportedly so that the studio can search for, quote, new contracts and development opportunities, end quote. In late June, Aspire Media reportedly presented Sony and Lucasfilm with a vertical slice of the remake to represent their vision of the final project. In the meetings the following month, studio heads told employees that the vertical slice quote, wasn't where they wanted it to be, end quote, and the two studio heads, design director Brad Prince and art director Jason Miner, have both been fired from the company. Ultimately, the fate of the Knights of the Republic remake remains unclear. According to the new report, it's claimed that Aspire Media originally wanted to release the remake announced in September 2021 by the end of 2022. Employees speaking as part of the report now believe that a more realistic release window is at some point in 2025. That's a long time ago. There's also a belief that developer Saber, who was collaborating with Aspire Media on the remake project, now might take over the game completely. The Star Wars Knights of the Republic remake is still slated to be a PS5 console launch exclusive, but we'll have to wait and see any further details about its ongoing development troubles. Johnny, this bums me out so much. I'm not that surprised, though, for two reasons. One, Star Wars games are notorious for getting canceled and delayed, and just in general, like speaking broadly, Like, uh, remember Star Wars Eclipse that got announced at the Game Awards last year? Like, that's project's been the one from Quantic Dream remember? Really? That one's been like delayed again also indefinitely pretty much okay. like they weren't like remember we talked about how the people were leaving that studio not wanting to get hired? Yeah. So like that project's been pretty much just pushed on the back burner. Uh, There's like a mo- there's like a hero arena kind of like Overwatch style Star Wars game called Star Wars Hunters that's also been delayed from this year to next year. Although you're able to play it in some regions because it's like a mobile game so they have like mm-hmm. an early early like beta build. But it's been delayed. Like here in North America, it's been delayed to next year. So like, all these Star Wars projects get announced, and then they all just You're missing the biggest one. Thirteen, thirteen. Johnny, yeah, but that guy like canceled like a decade ago. It's still we're talking about,
1: like how we're not gonna be pissed true. Off about true, 13... I'm talking
0: about currently like current production of Star Wars games. Is what I'm saying. Okay. You're right. Yeah, Ragtag, Project Ragtag, Thirteen Thirteen, uh, that, uh. Star uh, Battlefront three from like a pandemic like way back then we got like all yeah the IP overall all of it's like cursed or something like like someone like pissed off like George Lucas pissed off somebody like I to, guess like, it's
1: a... I guess it's okay maybe not thirteen thirteen but I guess it's the Disney standards like uh the Last Jedi wasn't even supposed to be about a Jedi remember that and then the the studio did so well they're like all right let's make this game a legit fucking Jedi game. Who are you talking about? The last Jedi? I'd have That's to a movie. Up the story. Not the last Jedi, uh the last Jedi game I got.
0: You, oh. Oh, you don't mean the last Jedi, you mean the last Jedi game we got. Uh Fallen Order. Yes, Fallen Order. hmm Uh yeah, go ahead. I, th- I don't know if this, the IP is cursed or, like, it's just hard for the... It's hard to get a good Star Wars game, like, up in like, off the ground because there's always, like, hurdles with... So, like I mentioned, like, they presented it to Sony and Lucasfilm and they both were like, nah, like, this ain't it. Like, this is... Like, it's this is not anywhere close to ready. So bad that they fired the directors in charge of the game. So it's like... I don't know. it's It, it really sucks. I'm not surprised, though, because Aspire... Is mostly known for porting games. They're not really, they're not really known for developing their own games, really. And like mm-hmm. a, a remake is a full, you know, from top to ground or top to down or whatever. Top to bottom. So top. Thank you. Top to bottom. Like a. It's not just a, a port. It's not just a remaster. Like you're starting over from scratch with no assets, basically. So I guess Aspire myself but just bit off more than they could chew as a studio. But, I don't know, it's, it just sucks, because I, re- I was really looking forward to this game, especially being a PS5 exclusive, like, I knew, I, had, I was like, oh, this game's going to be, like, badass, and now it's just, like, you'll be lucky to get it anytime before 2025 at the earliest now, like, three years from now, so. I mean, but,
1: this just means maybe they hand it to a
0: studio that's more seasoned. Right, they mentioned that the other studio that's collaborating with Aspire, I forgot the name, Johnny, buy time for me. Oh, is it necessary? Nah, I will to so fight it right now. All right. Um, shoot, I, Saber, Saber, they go. The other developer, Saber, is gonna, most likely going to just take over the reins completely. I think we talked about this. I think we talked about this recently. We're like, man, it should just given it back to Bioware, but Bioware's busy with all sorts of stuff. So, I'm bummed. I'm bummed.
1: But I wouldn't give it to Bioware. I wouldn't waste well, their they're bu- time. Yeah,
0: they're busy with Mass Effect and... Uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't waste their time. And Dragon Age make, so. and... Yeah. Yeah, true, true. <sighs> I, guess, well, I guess we'll just have to deal with the old... Uh, the original Knights of the Republic for now. Trying to move on to our second to last story. We're almost, we're almost to the hurdle here. We're almost to the end. The end zone is in sight here. This one comes from Video Games Chronicle, or known as VGC. Posted by Andy Robinson, it says Sony says it believes Xbox-owning Call of Duty could influence users' console choice. That's according to the company's official response to questions from the Brazil's regulatory body, first spotted by Era, which, like many regions, is currently studying the proposed deal for approval. Along with other companies such as Ubisoft, Amazon, Google, Sony's responses to several questions about the proposed acquisition have been published in full by the Brazilian government. I'm sorry, I think I missed this part here. Oh, here it is. So, Sony believes Call of Duty could inspire users to switch to Xbox following Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Sony's response, transcribed by VGC, mostly outlines the current state of AAA game development for the Brazilian regulator. However, large portions highlight the importance the PlayStation firm puts in Call of Duty, a franchise which it claims... Mm -hmm influences users console choice i don't know how true that is but okay in its questionnaire answer sony calls call of duty quote an essential game a blockbuster and AAA type game that has no rival And quote you're damn right according to a 2019 study the importance of call of duty to entertainment in general is indescribable the company said the brand was the only video game IP to break into the top 10 of all entertainment brands among fans, joining powerhouses such as Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings. Quote, Call of Duty is so popular that it influences users' choice of console and its community of loyal users is entrenched enough that even if a competitor had the budget to develop a similar product, it would not be able to rival it, end quote. Sony went on to explain how the huge resources Activision puts behind Call of Duty are the core reason why it believes the FPS series is unlikely to be rivaled by a competitor. Quote, Each annual Call of Duty release takes around 3-5 to five years to develop. As Activision releases one Call of Duty game per year, this equates to an annual investment of hundreds of millions of dollars, it explained. Approximately 1,200 people work on each version, and another 1,500 are involved in publishing and distribution. Thus, Call of Duty alone has more developers than most game companies employ across its entire development portfolio, including AAA Studios. Also, given its plans to recruit 2,000 additional developers by 2021, Activision probably expects Call of Duty to become even more successful in the future. End quote. No other developer can devote the same level of resources and expertise in game development. Even if they could do that, Call of Duty is overly entrenched so that no rival, no matter how relevant they are, can catch up. Sony we went on to note that Call of Duty has been the top-selling game for almost every year for the past decade and for its genre, is overwhelmingly the best-selling game. We kind of talked about this before, Johnny. How I think, like, was it, um, was it Vanguard? Or Which one was the most recent one that finally like broke that streak? Right? I think it was Vanguard, right? Yes. Yep. Like, up before that, like, Call of Duty has always been the most top-selling game for, like, over a decade, which is insane when you think about it. Uh, back to the article. Quote, It is synonymous with the first-person shooter games and especially defines that category, it said. This is also demonstrated by player engagement on social media. Call of Duty has over 24 million followers on Facebook versus 7 million for Battlefield. <laughs> and over 12 million followers on Instagram versus 2 million for Battlefield. It added... Quote, to say the least, players would be unlikely to switch to alternative games as they would lose that familiarity, those skills, and even the friends they made playing Call of Duty games. Even in weaker years like 2021, that's, you know, when Vanguard came out, Call of, Duty, Call of Duty still managed to outperform most other games by a considerable margin. Call of Duty Vanguard, for example, was widely regarded as weaker than previous years' titles, but was still one of the best-selling games of 2021. In other words... Even in a bad year, players remain loyal to the brand and continue to buy the game. End quote. In its first response to Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard published in January, Sony said it expects Call of Duty games to remain multi-platform due to quote, contractual agreements. Microsoft's head of gaming also subsequently confirmed his intention to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation platforms once Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard is completed. End of story. Uh, Johnny, I think this, I mean, we talked, we've talked we've talked before about Call of Duty is just a cultural juggernaut just in general. Uh, just to hear how Sony put it out there, like explain it to like a, uh, third party, like, Hey, like, like no matter what, like nothing can ever like top Call of Duty. Like here's all the stats proving like Call of Duty is like up there with Star Wars and Harry Potter. Like it, it. Like, its reach goes beyond just game. I mean, yeah, of course, it's just a game right now, right? But you know that there's, like, a Call of Duty movie, like, in, like, the works, right? Didn't know that. Yeah, there's a Call of Duty movie in the works. I don't know what the story's going to be, but there's supposed to be one with Sony in the works, I think, or somebody else. And it's just, like, it's a cultural behemoth. And even, like, they mentioned, like, last year's Call of Duty Vanguard, which, like, I didn't even buy that reason. I bought it, like, months later used. Uh, is still sold extremely well and I guess they're just saying, I guess the overall report is just saying like, this is like what the purchase of Blizzard, Activ- Activision Blizzard could mean because they own Call of Duty. Like it could like sh- fundamentally shift the tide of like the balance of power between PlayStation and Xbox. But they, of course they mentioned at the end, like Microsoft isn't dumb. Like they're going to keep Call of Duty like on PlayStation platforms because it just does bonkers like money. So it'd be stupid to like try to limit it just to the Xbox ecosystem. Uh I don't have any general questions for you, Johnny, but just general thoughts on the uh, You Call think maybe Sony's exaggerating? No, they have the numbers to back it up.
1: They do have the numbers, but maybe they're exaggerating and they do give you the numbers because maybe they want regulators to step in. Oh,
0: maybe. No, well No, I think I think they're right because I even at the height of like the Call of Duty and Battlefield like rivalry, like it it was always known that like yeah, Call of Duty always outperforms Battlefield regardless of quality because Battlefield games are arguably much more detailed, much uh, more like hardcore. But Call of Duty just it just it just trumps it in sales all I'm the time. I'm not
1: gonna disagree with the stats, but I think it would do more damage for Sony to acknowledge it than to not. How so? So that's why if they talk about it, how does it, it do damage? Because it makes it makes people like think twice about being on the on the playstation uh, platform right i do think that part like is if, exaggerated. If people or like if people are like oh shit like is the game that good maybe i should check it out like if it really does go over there i will consider going to xbox like if you just don't fucking talk about it like I, it's in a way like it's a hype thing right like if if you're gonna fucking talk about it it creates like a what do i call it like a it creates like a guy you get what i'm saying i don't know what verbiage i want to use for this but it creates like a like um it's like you're hyping
0: up the other guy right
1: yes it creates a mystique around it yeah so i mean to me it's just like begging the regulators to come in and be like hey you guys are gonna have to keep it on both consoles you're right
0: you're right i'm looking right now at the i just i skipped a part right here it says like what the whole context of this article is it says regulatory docs so it is about the okay acquisition Regulatory docs, documents, you know, shorthand, reveal the PlayStation firm's uh, thoughts on the Activision Blizzard acquisition. So that's what this is about. This is – you're right. This is, like, they're almost pleading, like, hey, like, maybe this isn't fair. Yes. But they have acknowledged that, well, at the same time, like, our our contracts with Microsoft extend for, like, several years. And, like, Microsoft has said, like, in goodwill, like, oh, yeah, we're going to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation, like, beyond the terms of the contract or whatever. Because I think it makes sense. I think it does make sense to do that because there is a there is there has to be a balance between like money from like hardware generated and money from software generated. Where I think Call of Duty is the big, big biggest boy there is around, and it's like you're not gonna it's it would not putting Call of Duty on PlayStation would be like cutting your nose to spite yourself kind yeah, of yeah. When I they think. have a larger player base, exactly. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't have like a you wouldn't go to that extreme like you wouldn't put your money on the line to that to make a point that extreme i think where it's like hey you guys want to play call of duty come to xbox i i think there would be a significant drop off just because you want to invest into another console already yeah the
1: console sales i forgot the numbers already but i think it was something like 80 million versus 120 mil for the ps4 versus xbox right i don't know It, it was pretty fucking drastic but why would you, like, just deny it to this massive fucking millions of people that want to play your game?
0: Exactly. Well, that's, like, that's lost revenue just to, just for you to have, like, a, like, excusable gear, like a dick measuring contest. Basically. Yeah, it
1: just makes sense, like, just put it on multi-platforms and then the Xbox just has exclusive content. Yeah, right? or,
0: or, well, that's, or, or you just develop new games and then those are just, you know, exclusives for your ecosystem. Where like they were never part of a PlayStation to begin with, so you're not losing anything technically. Whereas with Call of Duty, like it's just it doesn't make sense to. Oh well, you could have Black Ops
1: on both, and then uh, what is it? Treyarch and what are those different studios? Infinity T- Ward, Sledgehammer, and Treyarch. Oh, there's three of okay. them. Oh, yeah, there's, they alternate it's three now. Yeah, so maybe both, all platforms get like two studios, and then one studio makes ex- exclusive games for Xbox.
0: Well, what they used to do back before the purchase like during the 360 era like call of duty would um they would put out dlc on xbox like a month ahead that was the con that was like the that an exclusivity timed exclusivity deal where like all the all the stuff came to xbox first and then come to like playstation like a month later and then during the ps4 era it switched where activision was now buddy buddy with playstation and PlayStation would get content Place PS4 will get content before Xbox One did. Does that do anything for you? No. Like one month? not real not at all. Because I well, I'm I don't know I can't compare myself to other gamers who there's people who only play Call of Duty. Like that's literally the only way to play. Yes. Like, just like there's people who only play sports games, I play everything. Well Yeah, I'm not I'm not So a that game. so that isn't enough to nudge me. To, like I'm I'm an outlier in this in this statistic, I'm an outlier. I'm not yes, gonna, and those stats, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I'm not a gamer where I'm like, that's the fucking game. I got to switch for that one fucking game. To me, it's got to be like, at the very least, you got to have like... Several. A fucking like, give me like five and I, then I might consider like, it's time to switch consoles, you know?
0: Yeah, like in the PS3 era, I knew, well, I was wrong, but I, I was like, if they make another Kingdom Hearts game, it's going to be on PlayStation. So that's... Mm-hmm. And then I'm I, by then, I was already a huge fan of Final Fantasy. So like Japanese style games... I know are going to probably most likely come out on Japanese hardware as opposed to, like, Xbox, right? Yeah. So that's why I was an early adopter of mm-hmm. PS3 because I thought, like, I'll be rewarded with Japanese games I know and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts ended up skipping a generation, but we did get Final Fantasy exclusives, like, uh well, we were supposed to, right? Final Fantasy 13 was supposed to be a console exclusive, and then when it came to Xbox 360, that was, like, a huge moment where people were, like... The betrayal, like like all these early PS3 adopters, we all felt like, man, because like those early years on PS3 were rough. Like if yes. you had a PS3 in the early years and you didn't have a 360, you were missing out. It wasn't until later on we got NGS4, you got Gran Turismo. It wasn't until like later on where like like the PS3 caught up and then surpassed the 360 eventually in sales. Yeah, yeah, But like the early like early PS3 adopters, remember those years were dark, and so Call of Duty was one of those was back then was a Back in two thousand seven, Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare, like that was kind of more like the equalizer because it was on three sixty and PS three. Granted, it would get content on three sixty earlier, but you were able to enjoy it just as well on PS three like a month later. So I remember that was kind of like the equalizer. Now, so I can see why Sony's kind of like so for a while. Like even PS three owners were eating good early on with Call of Duty because it came out. PS three came out 20, 2006. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4, the one that people really love, the one that set off the Call of Duty craze, came out a year later on in th- 2007. So that was kind of the sort of equalizer in a way for a while for some people. So I can see why Sony would be saying like, hey, like this thing is a juggernaut. Like, I don't know if it's a good idea or fair to allow it to be purchased. Like, I get it. Because they're right. It is, it's a household term. Like, no, there's not a person probably other than maybe like, Past their 50s, who's not part of American culture, who doesn't know what Call of Duty is. My mom knows what Call of Duty is. My dad, for sure, knows, Giovanni, our uncle, knows what Call of Duty is. Like, You know what I'm saying? Like, This isn't like Metal Gear Solid, where only like only the people who are in the circle know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: also think about all the people that they employ because, if, because uh, the numbers were something like 3,000 people, right? Yeah. Between marketing and development, it was around 3,000. So if they... PlayStation has a larger player base, and they just stick to Xbox. Is that enough to like pay for all these fucking people's salaries, right? If they're cutting their
0: their sales in half, more than half. Actually. Not, I don't think so. I actually, I don't know. I don't have the, I don't have like the market data for that information. But I know it's just speculation. But it wouldn't be crazy to, I guess. I just believe don't think that. it makes sense at all to make it an exclusive. Yeah, it it just it just does not. It does not. It, you're better off just making new IP that just hopefully would be enough to attract people to your ecosystem yeah and it's i could tell you though johnny if the day comes if the day comes where they put call of duty on game pass i'm just gonna play on game pass i'm not gonna play in playstation it's just oh, it... wait call of duty on game yeah because if if my if xbox purchases oh because it's free you're saying yeah basically
1: yeah
0: like i would i would probably that would be that would be the thing that would make me not play on playstation for call of duty at least
1: yeah and i'm I'm trying to, like, think Be- about what other people are thinking. But personally, Call of Duty is cool for me. I just don't care. It's not
0: really a game that I would buy. I do like the stories. The stories are awesome. The single-player campaigns are... like. I, I, we Just yesterday in the evening, like uh I, I think i told you about it before but like i uh one of my friends does like this retrospective call of duty podcast called back cod banter mm-hmm. like it's the same group that i do the star wars thing with yeah that's back log banter but they have a specific one where we've been playing every single call of duty like in a chronological order you guys are gonna make a podcast man they do well they just have to add it to like audio yeah you're for right for the star wars stuff yeah oh yeah 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 i my friend neighbor has been talking about that i think we're gonna try he's gonna try to convert them to all just audio soon but uh well, we have the, we could do that because we record on Audacity or the audio files. I just send him the, I send him the uh, what do you call it? The uh, I forgot the format. The WAV file mm-hmm. afterwards. So, but anyways, uh, we've been going through like all the Call of Duty games, like retroactively, like in like you know this year, this year, that Call of Duty game, whatever. And um, oh shoot, I lost my point. What was the point I was trying to make, Johnny? Um shit. I don't know where you're going to go. Oh, we were talking about how, like, how they're available. Like, oh, we mentioned, like, if they ever do, like, end up going on Game Pass or become super accessible, like, that way. Like, I think a lot of people would literally just play it that way without playing it on, like, PS or Steam or any other, like, platform that has it. Also they really don't have competition
1: i mean yeah it's like a lot the closest one is battlefield yeah yeah but battlefield that has like really dropped
0: the fucking ball well especially with the most recent one
1: it wasn't it wasn't just like well, the last
0: two battlefields actually yeah
1: it wasn't just like they're not well yeah they're not good enough it's not just that they're they're missing core features yeah yeah but they fucked up the game is what i'm trying to say because a lot of people are excited for battlefield right but when they can't you know finish it get it through together. then yeah. then there really is no competition for me though the competition that i i would want as a replacement is uh socom socom is a type of fucking game where i'm like i don't give a shit about
0: uh socom is a different niche though i think socom appeals to the tactically minded it's not like exactly it's not I mean. a get in guns blazing a Twitch. Get, shooter, yeah it's not yeah. a twitch shooter exactly thank you it's that's much more that's more kind of more hardcore than Battlefield. It's much more squad based, much more like I think you die very easily in SOCOM actually. So and that's a different kind of gameplay. It's not like a large battlefield kind of thing. That's more like like Black Ops kind of like going in and like but they could getting stuff done and then getting out. It's not really a large scale warfare game, but just like Xbox, they could kind of split it. They could have your methodical type of gamer and
1: then uh,
0: not totally twitch, like a battle but... royale or something more like casual. Yeah, yeah, they could do that. I think Sony, yeah, I think Sony could try that, but I think they see Call of Duty and they're like, like we're not going to bother. Like they just know it's like it's just a defeatist like attitude. I think, but uh but like I was saying, like everybody knows everybody knows Call of Duty. Like I, we've seen the commercials with like Co- back when Kobe was alive, he did a commercial for Black Ops where he's like running around and shooting like. Just re- discriminately indiscriminately and like, indiscriminately, I should say, and discriminate indiscriminately, right? Like, like Call of Duty is like tied to like celebrities. They have like the freaking like, hey, buy a Pepsi, like look on the bottle cap. There's like a a code for like ten minutes of double XP. You know what I mean? Like it's it's unprecedented. It's like a juggernaut. It's up there with one of the
1: ten minutes,
0: like ten minutes. Yeah, they is do that. Like, what you get ten minutes? Yeah, they have like little codes for like modifiers and boosters, but anyways um yeah i think sony should be slightly afraid of the acquisition but at the same time i think xbox is not gonna is not gonna hurt themselves to prove a point and they probably realize it's better to just cooperate and i don't know i think maybe call of duty is right and also not right to be fearful i mean i'm sorry playstation is right and not right to be fearful about this
1: if it did happen feel like it might take a decade and they would have to wait
0: until game pass got like a lot more p- people signing up right right i think you're right johnny But, um... anyways, johnny that was the last of our stories for this week so as per is tradition and custom what have you been playing no new
1: games damn it johnny yeah why there's no new games to play
0: we have, like... You have, like, my library of games. You have, uh... Didn't you still have the PlayStation, like, membership thing with the... Yeah, I I check your... There's uh, new games every month. No, no. I don't
1: have a membership right now. Oh, you don't? Yeah, I actually don't think it's really worth it right now.
0: They added Crash 4 and, uh... About Time and... I've already played Crash
1: 4. Really? Uh, okay. I wasn't a whole lot into it because it just felt a little bit too samey. Okay. It felt... Like, I had just played the game a year ago, right? That's fair. And we're talking, like, PS1. Right. So, the remakes didn't do a whole lot for me. Uh, so, I don't think PlayStation Plus is is right for me right now. I see. Uh, your library, I do check it every once in a while. Uh, you, except, are, like, you like a lot of stuff that I like, but sometimes you pick games where I'm like, there's no way. Like, you just got, uh, what is it, Digimon? Yes,
0: that's right. Yeah, I was like... <laughs>
1: what fucking year is this like is this is year 2022 john yeah and, and it's i'm a huge digimon fan of it's it. not even that it's digimon it's just like uh it looks like card based
0: turn based type of game it's a it's a tactical rpg where you move it's a visual novel combined with the tactical rpg where you move around like the like chessboard kind of thing yeah so which I is mean, like XCOM if you think about it no um, way digimon meets XCOM meets visual novel No, i'll, talk, I'll talk about that in a little it's bit.
1: like comparing a uh it's like comparing the NSX to a Barbie play pen for the little kids. It's not. It's not the same. Uh, I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Like, I'm definitely judging. Yeah, you're definitely judging.
0: <laughs> I don't know why you're saying you're not judging. You are judging. No, but what's the game like? Okay, yeah. So okay, so yeah. I guess my turn now. Uh, yeah, I started playing. Uh, it came out last Friday, I think. Actually, mm-hmm. I started playing a uh, Digimon Survivor i believe that's what it's called or survive i already forgot is it survivor survive do you remember the name i think it's survive yeah you're right it is digimon survive we haven't gotten like a new digimon game since i want to say like 2015 so it's been or maybe 2016 it's been a couple years but uh the digimon games they kind of play like pokemon sometimes but this one's a little bit different because it's not just like turn-based it's like a turn-based strategy you have to like move around the tiles and like so Digimon's always been kind of like the people call it as like a ripoff of Pokemon, but even though it has like nothing to do with the premise other than there's like monsters you can have. That's like the only only similarity is that there's creatures you can have, and that's about it. That's that's where the similarity ends. Like Persona has the same thing. You have creatures where you can like capture and stuff. Same thing doesn't mean it's like a Pokemon's ripoff, right? So um, the premise of this game is – it's a group of like middle middle schoolers or high schoolers. I forget ages exactly. They go on a field trip and they get separated from the main group and they're like lost in this forest, but this forest is like on an alternate reality, like a different world kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like they at some point they pass a portal into like this alternate version of their reality and they it's they have they have like partner, each one has like a each character has a partner Digimon and they're basically just trying to survive. I haven't gotten that far in the game. It's very, very narrative heavy, which I'm not familiar not comfortable with because past Digimon games have been more about the gameplay rather than the story. Mm-hmm. And this one has like very few battles and way more story. It's like if you gave Kojima a Digimon game, he's like, I'm just gonna write the <laughs> deepest Digimon story I can write and like screw the gameplay. That's basically what it is.
1: So there's no
0: redeeming factor to the gameplay? Never, the gameplay feels kind of Slow and clunky until right before I came over. I found out you can actually like automate like the free battles, which is like that sounds useful because like the free bat like the regular battles that are not story based or just like for grinding for experience are kind of just blah. Mm-hmm. They're, they feel clunky. They feel very slow. They don't feel like dynamic. They're kind of just there. Whereas previous Digimon games, there was like more like effects. Your attacks looked cooler. There was more going on visually. It, the battles were faster. They were like faster pace. This is much more methodical and slower, and it does not, in my opinion, translate well for a Digimon game. So if
1: I've never been went into like, the Digimon world. Like, what is that, like, compared to uh, Pokemon?
0: So Digimon are – it's short for digital monsters. It's like Pokemon short for pocket monsters, right? Yeah. Dig- Digimon are basically computer programs. They come in uh, – there's three varieties, vaccine, virus, and data. Like, those are the three main Digimon types. They're basically, like – Code, bits of code and data who become sentient, okay, and like there's different levels of Digimon. Like there's like different like tiers. There's like rookie, which is like the weakest. That's not true. There's like a, another one be below that, but it's not important. There's rookie, then there's like champion, then there's ultimate, and then there's mega. You would think ultimate and mega would be switched, but they're not for some reason. But it's kind of like how you have Charmander, you have Charbillion, and Charizard. Is it just a ripoff? No, it's not because the Digimon game. Digimon as a whole has a way better story than Pokemon, where Pokemon is just about being the best trainer. Mm-hmm. Digimon has usually done like apocalyptic level stuff, whereas Pokemon is much more kind of like you're this kid and you're just trying to become champion. And it's like a sp- it's Pokemon's more akin to like sports, mm-hmm. whereas Digimon's more like a dramatic world ending kind of story. Usually, mm-hmm. all the previous Digimon games have always had like a story that involves like. If you fail, like this is it for the digital world and like the human world, whereas Pokemon is more like you just want to be the best, you know what I mean? So like the stakes are completely different. <laughs> um the Digimon designs are way more intricate and complex than Pokemon designs. Digimon have like metal parts and sometimes are like, have like almost like religious They're very
1: Frankensteinish.
0: Yeah, there's there's there is a Frankenstein Digimon too. Uh Boltmont. Bolt-mon, he has like a green skin and like the bolts on... anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're way more uh elaborate, I would say. More detailed, much more elaborate. Whereas Pokemon is much more simpler. It's based off like animals and nature kind of thing. Digimon's much more robust. Um Digimon just never really took off the way Pokemon did. And I think that comes down to the merchandising and also being late to the party. Because Pokemon, it was, it was the narrative around it was like, oh, it's like a Pokemon ripoff, even though it's, the only thing they share is the Mon at the end of the title. It's, like, very different, but I think they never marketed themselves right. They couldn't really focus on a mascot. Like, Pikachu is very cute, very approachable for boys and girls. Digimon, the closest thing Digimon has is Agumon, who's, like, a little orange raptor. Yeah, I see him a lot. And, like, that's the closest thing to, like, a mascot. But even then, it's not consistent. Like He's, he's not always, like, the poster child. Like... Mm-hmm. They have different – depending on the game, it's a different Digimon that's, like, the focus or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think they just have a huge issue with, like, their marketing. They just never really took off. But, like, when it comes to, like, manga and, like, anime adaptations, Digimon has always been way more – has way way more death than Pokemon does. It's just that when it comes to the games, Pokemon is, like, a juggernaut. You cannot approach Pokemon. You can't can't come at them the way Digimon – you know, the way Pokemon is, you just can't. And so, anyways, I'm a huge Digimon fan, but this game is much more of a visual novel. It's definitely darker. Like, uh, I've been talking to some friends who've been playing. It's like, oh, like did so and so die? I'm like, what? Like, like, oh, have you gotten to the part where so and so dies? Like, one of your characters dies. Like, oh shoot! Like, it's much more kind of like uh, from. I think that's where the title "Survive" comes from because by the end of the game, like, you can have some of your characters, human characters, are dead, and Pokemon never goes that dark. They don't do that. It's much more cute and cuddly and stuff like that. So, I. The game is very slow because it's such a visual novel. It's a lot of reading, a lot of making choices, a lot of like exploring the area for clues and stuff. It's fundamentally different from any previous Digimon games and definitely different from any Pokemon game I've ever played. So Yeah,
1: Pokemon just feels so much more polished than Digimon. The characters right. are, are just funny. Like uh, Team Rocket is still awesome
0: yeah you're right i think yeah They're fucking great. i think the i think that's what thing with pokemon is it has such a like a timeless quality where because ash the main character he never ages uh-huh. he never ages a kid's been around he's like someone told me he's like the dream he's like every company's dream applicant he has like 20 years of experience but he's only 10 years old <laughs> like you know what i mean like he's like everyone's dream applicant for like a job because you know the ridiculous standards and stuff but like there's a timeless quality because like Ash and Pikachu, like they never age. Pikachu never evolves. Pikachu has like another evolution, Raichu, but Pikachu just never ever evolves, and like it's pre- they're preserved in this like timeless bubble, yeah. just in the same way like Mickey Mouse and other like top tier like brands. Like you don't age your characters; you keep them in a bubble, and they remain timeless. Because there's people my age who have kids now, and those kids are enamored with Pokemon. I met them. I've at the schools I work at. Like, there's kids, like, little me, like, young me would have never thought, like, kids would still be into Pokemon all these years later. I remember, what like, in 2004, 2005, Pokemon kind of just, like, waned off a bit. And it wasn't until maybe, like, 2012, and all of a sudden, like, it became, like, the in thing again amongst younger people. So, like, Pokemon has had, like, sort of, in the last decade, kind of had this renaissance where, like, it's everywhere on everything. When I was in Japan, dude, like, they were, like, there was a Pokemon, like decals on the trains on the subway stations on there's planes planes commercial planes that have pokemon like on the outside that's cool especially in japan and stuff and like pokemon is like the number one highest like merchandise earning ip in the world like i thought it was a hello kitty no hello kitty is number two close behind close behind but pokemon like just from a merchandise uh, perspective is just huge it's it's unapproachable really it's I don't get it i i mean i do kind of get it because i grew up with it but like i just understand how like that is the number one merchandise maker in the world so and digimon it's just it's not it's you know bandai namco like they're like their uh, baby their baby basically and they just they try to market it they've done like pedometers like the little like like kind of like remember uh, giga pets you remember like those yeah. like you would take care of like that's how the first digimon before it was like a show whatever it started off as like those like those pets tamagotchis there was Digimon Tamagotchi before like Digimon was like a TV show or a game or whatever. But they just they just haven't real they just don't have that broad appeal and I think they were late to the party and they're just I don't know, I think their marketing and their positioning of that brand is just so obtuse.
1: Mhm.
0: So but anyways, I, I kind of rambled off. I was just talking to, you, I mean you asked me the difference and I was just trying to talk about the game, but anyway, so that's where I am with that. Um I talked about Stray last time, huh?
1: Yeah, you go a little bit astray. You said you said it was cool.
0: Yeah, okay, so I'm not gonna get into that. Other than that, I think that's it. I really haven't played i just been playing a little bit of Digimon. I've just kinda of been out of it, really. I I have moments where I'll dip into like a lot of games all at once and then kinda of just like ease off and play like just maybe one. So that's where I'm at right now. Um That's pretty much it, Johnny. Before we end, you know we have to do our final segment. Oh yeah, let's go for it. Are you ready to name that game i have to play the jingle my head johnny let's get started because i gotta go eat and go take care of my grandpa soon we have seven questions for you. Johnny, I'm not going to lie. I made these a little t- tougher because last time you it was way too easy for you. Number one. The phrase, nothing is true, everything is permitted, is the ongoing motto of the protagonist of which of these game series? A, Splinter Cell. B, Assassin's Creed. C, Far Cry. Or D, Prince of Persia. Nothing is true, everything is permitted. Let's go with Far Cry. You think that's the motto for Far Cry? It's just the mood,
1: the tone that that game sets.
0: Final answer? Yes. That is incorrect, Johnny. It's Assassin's Creed, actually. Assassin's Creed. That's the Assassin's motto. Nothing is true, everything is permitted. Which makes sense if you can think about it. Everything is permitted, assassinations, everything is permitted. But nothing is true. How does that make sense? Because it's kind of saying like... um, it's they're ex- they exaggerated a bit because like they're usually the counterculture revolutionaries against whatever's like the main like power in the region or whatever. Uh-huh. They're saying like nothing like nothing is true is kind of like like nothing like like things are not concrete. There's like layers of grey and stuff, kind of. Like nothing is absolute, is what they're basically saying. There's like shades of grey to everything. I know what they're saying. I just don't like the ring to so, it. Like, nothing is true, Everything is permitted. It's very catchy. It's very easy. Six words. Yeah, but they're the good guys, right? So truth, that's the thing, though. Truth is like very fucking. But good is vague. I gotta it's... Stop cussing. shades of truth, right?
1: No, definitely. But truth is,
0: if they're the good guys, truth is everything. So to say nothing is true is kind of. Dumb. Yeah, I mean, they even criticize. There's like one of the games where they actually criti- Like one of the characters uses as justification to do like bad things. Mm-hmm. And like the other ones are like, no dude, like that. You're like taking the, you're twisting the meaning of like the phrase or whatever. So yeah, you're right. Uh, Jordan, I want to remind you again, you always you always had the option to reduce half of the answers. If you're not sure you have that option. It's on the table. It's your one lifeline. Number two, back when music games were all the rage, several performers had their own spin-offs. Which of these is not a real game? A guitar hero, Aerosmith, B, Guitar Hero Metallica. C, Rock Band Beatles. Or D, Rock Band Linkin Park. Rock Band Beatles. You're saying that's the one that's not real? That's not real. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect, Johnny. Rock Rock Band Beatles was a huge game, actually. Actually, they even hacked their own Beatles-themed guitar accessories for the game. So, uh, I'm going to say Linkin Park. Linkin Park, yes, Mm. is the one that... Is not a real game. There's like Guitar Hero Aerosmith, which is just Aerosmith songs. There's a Guitar Hero. I remember Hero- that. Yeah, I remember Guitar Hero Metallica, which is just Metallica songs, and yeah, Rock Band Beatles, which is the entire Beatles like discography. That does make a little more sense. My cousin Ruben actually had Rock Band Beatles. I don't know if you do that. No, I didn't. Yeah. So there you go, Johnny. Lincoln Park is not the real one, even though I would love for that to be the real one, but it's not. You're not doing so well, to- Johnny. You're not doing so hot this time. Maybe I made it a little too hard. Maybe. These are games I, haven't, I don't play. Well, you've been aware of them, like, like approximation, like near adjacent. You know, Assassin's Creed. You played at least one of them. You know, Guitar Hero and Rock Band, because I'm pretty sure you must have played that. Ruben's house at some point. ten years ago. Yeah, true, true. Number three, besides Grand Theft Auto, Rockstar Games has a wide stable of neglected IP. Which of these Rockstar game series has gone the longest without a new entry? A, Manhunt, B, Midnight Club, C, Max Payne, or D, Smuggler's Run? Oh, shit. That's stuff. But I am going to go with Manhunt. Now, Johnny, you always have the option to reduce the num to reduce the answers.
1: I'm leaning towards Smuggler's because that's a game I didn't even know about. <laughs> okay. But I, but manhunt i'll tell you each of the each yeah each of
0: these games has at least two entries in the series for it to count as a series each of these games has at least two games in the series just so you know Nah, let's go with manhunt is that your final answer Yes. yes That is incorrect, Johnny. Smuggler's Run is correct. That would, You should have leaned... Trusted your the last Smuggler's Run game came out in 2002. What is it? A shooter? A it's game? a racing... It's a car game where you literally drop... Move stuff, merchandise, and drop it off across different parts of the, like, the map. The last mm-hmm. one came out in 2002, 20 years ago. The last Manhunt game came out... I want to say 2006 or 2007.
1: 2006,
0: right? Really? Or seven? yeah. There was a second one that came out... And it also got ported to PSP. So that puts it closer to like 2008 or nine. Bully, That recent? It's not that recent, but it's more recent than Smuggler's Run. I mean, I thought Manhunt felt like PS2. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but Smuggler's Run is also a PS2. Ah, okay. And then Midnight Club in 2009 with Midnight Club LA. And then Max Payne with Max Payne 3 in 2012. So all these games, Rockstar has Just access. Up, Rockstar. Yeah, they need to... A- revisit some of these especially Midnight Club Midnight Club was awesome I love that's like the only racing game I loved was Midnight Club Johnny remember you have the option to reduce Double
1: Edition
0: that's right Double Edition well that was before LA but that was Midnight Club 3 Double Edition anyways number 4 Johnny the western release of Street Fighter 2 shuffled the names around of some of the game's fighters due to fear of possible legal issues the boxing character in the west is known as Balrog but in Japan his name is what a Vega, B Ken, C Ryu or D M Bison. Okay, this one's tough because I was expecting a different name of pop up. And you said he's a boxer, right? Mm-hmm. He's known here in the West as Balrog, but he has a different name in Japan. Okay, give me the give me the lifeline. All right. Well, I'll get rid of Ken and Ryu. So it's either. Ah, uh, that was obvious. So. <laughs> So in Japan, he is known either as Vega or M Bison. Which one do you mean? Which one do you think makes more sense? Bison. Is that your final answer? It's my final. That is correct, Johnny. Good. That's right. The character of Balrog, he's basically Mike Tyson. And the reason they changed it to Balrog was because M Bison is too close to Mike Tyson. M is for Mike, mm-hmm. and Capcom was worried about you know legal like kind of like satire issues so the character that you know as m bison the big guy with the red hat and everything his name is actually vega in japan vega you might remember is the guy with the mask and the claws yeah he i believe is balrog in japan and then balrog here is the is m bison over there they switched those three characters names basically because they didn't want to have issues with Mike tyson over here weird huh but funny you're right. It is M Bison. That's what Balrog the boxer is supposed to be. And then also they felt over here in the west that Vega for M Bison seems to, doesn't sound that threatening. So they That sounds so bad for marketing. It's like, confusing. No, definitely like just give them fucking new names instead of doing all this like surfing. shuffling. Yeah. I think it was easier to do that because the names were already in the system of the game. So they just kind of just re like applied them. But it's weird now because like Internationally, M. Bison, you know, the big red guy, they just call him the Dictator because his name is different in diff- different regions to not confuse players. Uh-huh. For, like, international tournaments, they just call him the Dictator, which is what his, like, role is. So it's funny how they kind of, like they, – they they're just all over the place with that. So, Johnny – What's your favorite character
1: for Street Fighter? Cammy. Cammy? Yes. That's a good pick. It is. Uh, damn. Now now I have to think about it because it, it was – Cause I love all of them. Fuck. Oh shit. I, okay. As a kid, it was Blanca. Because electricity, or because he looks like the Hulk. He's just overall, overall badass. Because he's green. He's got the hair. Electricity. electricity. The rolling ball. Yeah. Thing. The rolling. The fighting is is fun, but I. They could be chung Li. I'm not sure. I'm just gonna go with my childhood
0: preference, and that's Blanca. I've always liked Cammy ever since like Street Fighter Alpha, like when I was like nine or ten. I just like—I don't know. If she was she's American, actually. Yeah, the... yeah, she's an American character, just like Guile. Oh. I thought I thought she was Japanese, but mm, cool. no, 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 no. She's not American. She's British. I'm sorry. She's British. No, you're right. Cammy is British. Yeah, but uh, I I just like her outfits. I always like the thick thighs and everything. So I know you're saying, but doesn't Chun Li have thick thighs? True. But I just like Just I'm a sucker for blondes, okay? Anyways, John, you're not doing so well this time. You're only one out of four so far. One out of four. You need need to rally in the second half right here, okay? Number five. The famous Nintendo primate, Donkey Kong, has an extensive family that has grown over the years and been featured throughout his many escapades. Which of these is not an actual Kong character? A. Funky Kong. B. Chunky Kong. C. Lanky Kong or D? Janky Kong. Which of these is not a real Kong character? Sort of is my life. On do, 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 Let's go with Lanky Kong. That's your final answer, Johnny? Yeah. That is incorrect, Johnny. Janky Kong is not a real Kong. Alright. Lanky Kong is an orangutane in uh Donkey Hawk sixty-four. So now you know. <laughs> They all sound very similar, right? Unky, Lanky, Inky. inky, Yeah, they all sound fake. No, yeah. There's Funky Kong, who's like the one with the sunglasses in the the boombox. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Yeah, yeah. Chunky Kong is like this really, really fat gorilla. He's like really fat. And then Lanky Kong is like this very thin kind of like weird looking like orangutan kind of like. Anyways, yeah. Mm -hmm. Chunky Kong, I I just made him up. You know what? I I fucking (laughs) like this. Like having the questions and a little bit of commentary on the side. That's
1: cool. So... The next question with this is obvious like what's your favorite track on for donkey kong
0: oh man that's a tough one i mean you got uh jungle escapades which is like the no jungle japes right but then you also have is that the intro song for donkey kong country the first one that's that's jungle japes but then you also have like the aquatic ambience that's the one that's the best one. But then there's also Gangplank Galleon, which I love. the. That's like the final boss theme for the game. Uh-huh. There's also um, uh, Stickerbush Sticker Bush Symphony, which if you've never heard it, I'm going to send it to you later. It's like a really, really dope track. Um, there's just so many Donkey Kong songs, but I think Aquatic Ambience is like the most obvious one. I think that's the most popular one, but I
1: think it's also got the best remakes it's the most remixed one probably that's yeah. what i think
0: yeah but uh like good jazz remixes and orchestra it's it's, it's great I, I remember i saw this youtube video about like about how how aquatic ambience has like it has like all these things like musically going for it mm-hmm. like the like the like the tempo and like the rendition like everything about it like like there's a scientific th- reason for it sounding so good and i can't i'll have to look it up later but like it's it's a really <laughs> cool video uh, it's just, it's just it's one of those songs that just kind of like it check marks like all the things that you look for like, in a song or something like that. Uh, number six. <laughs> uh, I love talking about music. It's good. Number six. What, and this is kind of relevant to what we talked about earlier, which was I was kind of like, I thought it was funny. What is the most expensive video game brought to market combining marketing and actual development? Is it A, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, B, Star Wars, The Old Republic, C, Final Fantasy VII or D Grand Theft Auto V. Now, Johnny, all of these answers are in the top four of actual most expensive games to produce. Was to it? bring to market that includes development, that includes marketing, that includes every single every single thing you have to pay for until it gets released. Grand Theft Auto. Is that your final answer? Yep, that is correct, Johnny. Very good.
1: It also had the largest sales, right?
0: It I don't is... know if it
1: was for digital for a digital product.
0: Um, I don't think it's for digital. I think it's just overall. Um, the largest release of any IP ever. Yeah, that's correct. Very good. It costs $265 million to put God of Auto five on the shelves, basically. Yeah. Next after that is uh, Call of Duty 142 at $250 million. Uh Star Wars The Old Republic at $200 million And then Final Fantasy VII, the original Final Fantasy VII at $145 million. That's then. wild, fuck for Final Fantasy. Back then, yeah, that's nice. Nineteen ninety-seven money. It paid off though. Forty-five of that million went to the actual development. hundred went to the marketing and promotion. Damn, which paid that? off because that's the one. Of, it's the highest selling Final Fantasy game to date. Yeah, how do you make that calculation?
1: What do you mean? Like we're gonna put this little here for the actual game, and then we're gonna just...
0: double just for just talking yeah. about it, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's insane, huh? To put Grand Theft Auto V in terms of like scope for you, like it costs more to make Grand Theft Auto V than it did to make uh, Captain America: Civil War. Basically, if you think about it. like everything involved, marketing and distribution and di- filming and post production, all of that. Mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto V costs more. Uh, there's movies that cost way more than that. Obviously, like Batman vs Superman, that costs I think 300 million to make. And a couple of other movies. I forgot. There's a lot of superhero movies that cost more than that to make, but anyways, I thought that was like a fun thing to talk about. Good. You got so you got that one. You're two for six. No, wait, one, two, three. What was the one before? I think I got two out of six. Yeah, I got two out of six so far. Last one, Johnny. Last one. This one is by far the hardest question, so I'm not I'm not gonna even give you grief if you get it wrong, because it's out there. Number seven, the 2006 PS2 RPG Xenosaga 3 has the subtitle of Also Sprach Zarathustra. Outside of the game, Also Sprach Zarathustra is the name of what? A. Piece of classical music. B. A math formula. C. Theory of physics. Or D. An obscure movie. Also Sprach Zarathustra. Have you ever heard that word before, John? That name? No. Okay, so it makes it extra hard. This is uh, again. Is it a piece of classical music, a math formula, a theory of physics, or an obscure movie?
1: I don't think it's too. So I think it's either classical music or an obscure film. Okay. And classical music. Uh, I'm gonna go. This is just like fifty-fifty. Let's just go with a uh, classical music.
0: That is correct, Johnny. All right. It is a classical music piece composed in the late 1800s. It's the one that goes um dun, 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 dun. Really? That's, that's also Sprague Zero through that's that that track the huh. the one that you think of like space the the yeah yeah that's what the that, that like track moon is called landing music. Yes, that's what that track is named. That's wild. Very good. It's a German it's a German. it was composed by some German uh composer, I guess. Yeah. So not bad, Johnny. For for the one that I thought would be the hardest, like you actually guessed correctly. So that's three out of seven. Three out of seven. Not not too shabby, considering I upped the difficulty like considerably for this one. Three out of seven, Johnny. It, it basically it's it's a it's a poem. The name comes from the poem that Ni- I think Nietzsche wrote, uh Thus spoke Zarathustra. That's the name of the poem that he wrote. So that's where the name comes from. Not bad, Johnny. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we reached the end, Johnny. I think this is the end. You have any last, before I, I do like the whole end? Andrew Ricomodia, any last things you want to impart? Any sage Johnny wisdom? Not today. Put our money in gold and silver. Sure. Of course. Maybe. Uh, Diversify. Invest in real estate. That's uh, not financial advice. Uh, that's right. That's right. That disclaimer. Not He's not a financial advisor, guys. Just yes. so you know. <laughs> All right, is that it? That's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you have made it this far, we appreciate it as always. We always appreciate your listenership. Um, we ask that, oh, no, yeah, never mind. Yeah, we ask that you, if you have any comments, suggestions, questions, you would like to reach out to us in the future, um, go ahead and reach us at Twitter, uh, P, or you can also reach us at our email address, duosensepodcast, one word, at yahoo.com. Again, that's duosensepodcast at yahoo.com. And that's gonna be it for us this week. Um, do you have any plans? Do you plan on playing anything in between now and next time, Johnny? Or
1: I'm just gonna watch a couple of things. I gotta catch up on a lot of uh on film,
0: on TV series, that type of thing. As far as games, I'm not quite sure. Oh, that reminds me. Last plug. I wanna I wanna go watch. I'm probably gonna watch Bullet Train tonight, and then I'm probably gonna watch uh, Prey, the Predator prequel, tomorrow. It's on. It's on Hulu. You can only watch it on Hulu, unfortunately. But uh,
1: can you postpone that one? Just,
0: yeah just so you're a little bit fresh on the pod or i don't know your memory is better than mine whoa. whoa oh no yeah i'm probably gonna I, I it's getting great reviews like it has like 100 percent metacritic for like fresh because so. when i when i try to watch
1: then when i watch something i try to
0: postpone yeah. it like closer Sooner. to the pod oh okay yeah. i have a pretty decent memory yeah i think well anyways that's all i'm looking forward to this weekend and well we'll catch up with you guys next week and take care goodbye peace